events for breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your events expertise. Hi you lovely lot and welcome to this week's episode of the Events for Breakfast podcast. Now I'm Kelly Frew, your podcast host and this week I'm super excited because this episode is actually our 25th episode. Woohoo! We are going strong team, we are building the community and I am absolutely loving it and I know you guys are too. So keep sharing what you're thinking about the podcast, let me know what you want to hear about and I would love to just make sure that the content is right for you. And of course, thank you so much for being part of this community. Now before we go into today's episode, I want to share with you my watch out for the week. So I am super excited to find out that the Meetings Industry Association is going to be hosting their first online connect event. Now normally they are hosting them live and and we get to meet and greet people, get to meet and greet different suppliers and collaborate together live, but this is going to be a virtual event. And what's really good about these types of events, if you are an events professional or an inspiring events professional, is that you get to meet different agencies. So different events agencies and you get to hear about their expertise. And right now what's gonna be really great is the fact that we're all having to think differently, we're delivering events in a different way. And I'm super excited to hear what the agencies have got to say. What are they strategizing for 2021? What are the key trends that they're working on and how are they going to deliver for clients? So if you can, this event is on the 2nd of March. Get yourself registered and hopefully I will see you there. Now, coming on to today's episode, and it ties nicely in actually because it is a virtual event we're going to be talking about. My guest for this week is Heidi Legan and she is the Managing Director of the MySkuru. And the MySkuru specialise in digital strategy and live, virtual and hybrid events in Norway and around the world. Now Heidi has just recently delivered the digital trip and it was a super exciting event. It was the ultimate virtual destination experience and it was delivered over two days and it took our events profs and destination marketeers on a real immersive digital trip. How exciting does that sound, hey? And Heidi is a super inspirational events prof who has taken digital to her heart and shows us how to do it at its best. So without further ado, let's go and meet Heidi now. Heidi, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to interview you today, so welcome. Thank you so much, Kelly. I'm very excited to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, this has been a long time coming. We've got lots to chat about. So first of all, before we get into the digital trip, which is what we're here to talk about, can you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in the events industry, please? Of course. Um, I run a destination management company called The Mice Guru. Uh, based in Norway. So I um, deliver on mice projects all over the country and now also virtually since the pandemic. So uh, I've been in events and destination management for about 12, 13 years now in different countries uh, and in Norway for about eight of them. 
So it's my own company and we are uh, well established here in Norway now. And as you've probably seen a little bit over the last couple of months, we've been very visible in terms of what we're trying to do with our strategy now towards the future. So we're really shifting more to virtual, but not, of course, entirely. We want to find that balance and keep going and be able to offer all of those services. So we've been... Yeah, learning, upskilling ourselves, taking education, certifications, and we've just uh, tried to keep going and find new ways forward. Which you've done brilliantly. And, um, you know, watching your journey in the sort of ni- the, the last nine months and how you have sort of switched what you what you offer people, it's been quite inspirational. And, and the digital trip is, is definitely something which has been quite motivational in the virtual world, which we'll come on to. But before we do, talk to me about, um, you know, getting up in the morning. What inspires you to get up in the morning with events? What is it? What's the passion? What gets you? Uh, It's really the people still, isn't it? I mean, it's being in touch with so many different people and working closely together with everybody, having the sense of community. And and that's always been the case for both in-person events and now also in the virtual world. I mean, we've been connecting like crazy and you've been a part of some of our communities. You know, you're walking with us. We're, We're trying to build community everywhere. So we have that network of people that is close knit and supports each other and um, is is there to collaborate with and the excitement of the industry is just uh, still there even in the in the virtual times I mean if you think about it many people ask uh, why are you still doing this like why don't you just give up in this pandemic you know you can easily switch to to another role another industry another job you have skills in sales in this and that you can do anything else but I'm not interested to do anything else I'm really passionate about the events industry I, I want to continue making a difference for businesses and putting their message out there and their brand out there and that's what it's all about right so you know this just as well um we're not stopping we just we just gotta find ways to survive and continue going and innovate in this period this is it and people still want to engage with each other we've seen that not only in our events industry like you've talked about we've got a great community the events prof community is fabulous but outside of that we're finding that people still want to engage with each other in you know not just within their own country it's like globally people are still hungry to connect and collaborate and that and the way we do that is through events isn't it so absolutely yeah it, it, and i'm with you it's such a passion of mine now i am i want to come straight on to the digital trip because because it has been fantastic to watch in the last couple of months and, and you have, and we're going to talk about what you've done but it's a great virtual online experience which you delivered can you tell everybody about it please yeah sure and thank you for that Kelly um I mean, um, the digital trip is a two-day immersive program, like a full two-day program that's designed as both a fam trip, as a virtual incentive, and as a showcase for a destination. So it's really a new way of marketing a destination. What we've done is, well, we've gotten very bored, as you said as well, like bored of seminars, bored of doing online presentations, bored of presenting ourselves 
over and over again in these uh, one-way type scenarios. So we wanted people to have a better experience again. And as long as we're locked up in our homes, we couldn't really imagine what there is out there or what can be done, right? We've seen a couple of, 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 of breakfast meetings. We've seen a couple of virtual uh, museum visits and loads and loads of happy hours and pub quizzes and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But other than that, there wasn't really anything really, really exciting. Um, so we really came up with the idea of designing a full visit from start to finish virtually. And it would be all uh, in real time. So filmed from your perspective, you would be there as a guest. And as much as possible, we wanted you to have that feeling of being in the destination, looking around, discovering different places, traveling from place to place, taking a bus, you know, checking in, going for a city walk, having a drink, checking out local restra restaurants, having a welcome party and a goodbye party. And, you know, as you would have if you had been really in the destination. So we designed that with as much engagement as possible. We set our, ourselves quite a challenge because it was quite a challenge. I mean, to 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 go from venue to venue and live stream and, and to, to uh, rig and dismantle every time and to build this entire project was, uh, was a huge task, but it was also a lot of fun. And we've really managed to do something different. And we've really managed to raise the bar and to show people that things can be done in better ways. And to be honest, people who heard about it were already very excited, but it wasn't until they actually participated in the digital trip that they were really mind blown. I mean, we've had some really lovely feedback uh, over the years for, based on, on uh, well-executed events, but this was completely over the top. So people were the feedback was not like, oh, job well done. It was like, oh my God, rock stars, like this is it. Like you've shown us, you've shown everybody. So it's been so positive. It's been an incredible experience. And as you said, people were connecting and engaging with each other. And that's really a huge part of it, isn't it? I mean, Absolutely. with any type of event. So so we're re really, really happy about how it turned out. And, and you can still ex experience it this weekend if you've missed it. I was going to ask that. Have you set up sort of a post-event sort of on-demand um, solution that people can go and visit? Yeah, it's been on demand now since the live days uh, for a week. So now this weekend will be the, the last weekend that you can actually go in and enjoy the full experience at your own time. Uh, it's really pure entertainment. So people are a little bit scared now on oh, another destination presentation. It's not that so like yeah. you go in there, you'll enjoy yourself, you'll go for your cruising and you'll hear uh, Viking stories and you'll go uh, to cooking courses and parties. So 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 do head in there uh, on the platform and experience the digital trip. It's quite worth it. Amazing. So just coming on to the content there that you're talking about. So you, you've, you've really set it up as, you know, if I come on a fam trip is what we usually do, isn't it? We get to experience everything. So we, we get to go around the city or around the destination and we get to go to restaurants and we get to connect with the local cultures. Um, talk, so you talked about Vikings there. So they get to experience Vikings and they get cooking. What else? What else did you do? What else was the content based on? 
Oh, what did we not do? <laughs> we did we did everything. We tried to show the destination from many, many different angles. So yeah. we had a focus on sustainability, on gastronomy, on culture, on history, on arts. Uh, we've showed all types of different events that have taken place as well in the city and talked to the people who were involved in those and how they built their communities and connected people. We thought of, of in, including everybody like... Uh, have a, a diversified program and and being inclusive we had um guest speakers in the VIP program like uh, Ali Durani who is a who is a refugee cartoonist with an incredible story um we had uh, master chefs and we've had uh, DJs and entertainment performance art groups like aerial acrobats and Norwegian traditional folk dancers um we had what kind of activities did we have a PT sessions with a backdrop of a of a hike that you can do in the wow. destination so you get a sense of that hike but in the same time you can stay active so it was really really varied uh, there's a lot to be explored and, and discovered like from going to to a, a concert to checking out a museum and talking to uh, energy people about sustainability so so there was something there for everybody definitely it sounds like you absolutely packed so much into two days it's crazy <laughs> It really is. And and how about your suppliers in Norway and and your partners? Were they all when you went to them all and sort of said, you know, we want to basically build a destination trip um, online? Did, how receptive were they to that? Of course, they were very receptive, but we've yeah. also paid them for their services. Yeah. So basically, what we did here, this was kind of the the, the main one of the main goals we had was to help the community, uh, both locally and internationally. So we've uh, We've been fighting to get funding uh, to help us with that project. And it hasn't been easy, to be honest. Like we got a, a couple of rejections in the beginning, uh, but we've uh, managed to get funding partially for the project. And the rest has been our own investment for us to keep going, to innovate, to create new services, but also to support everybody around us. So we've, we've paid the suppliers, the performance, the venues, everybody involved. And we've also put together a team locally and internationally with some freelance people to join our team to, to be able to, to, to have people at work really and to, to deliver something that uh, helps everybody and that brings the spirit back. Like I'm still getting feedback now from, oh, thank you so much for involving us because this really reminded us why we are in this industry like people are furloughed people are perhaps temporarily out of work but they got to come back and do this project Brilliant. and they were so thankful and they had all of these positive feelings and and a new sense of hope that they can you know get through this and and continue um and and and, uh, and stay in the industry that they are so passionate about oh congratulations what a fantastic story that is hey well done Thanks. And I want to come on to the packages because, um, you know, I, I when I was looking into it and your sort of marketing campaign around it, you had VIP packages as well as um, a, a usual delegate package. So how did that differ? How did you handle that? Well, the general access was basically for event planners around the world. And yeah. there we also had a student ticket. We really wanted to include the students and and give them a chance to participate as well as people as mentioned who are uh, furloughed or out of work uh, but are in the industry they they had a chance to to participate uh, to participate as well even though it was um, 
a ticket that was subject to admission. So we checked everybody coming in, like to to avoid just other industry is to anybody to, to join the event. Um, and then we had a VIP ticket where you had the general access to the full two days, but you had a lot of add-ons. So you had VIP only activities in smaller groups. You had VIP mingling sessions. You had VIP one-on-ones with, for example, uh, uh, the celebrity chef, you know, where you could have a chat face-to-face after he's done with his live show cooking. Uh, you had different extra mingling and networking options. And then the VIPs received a VIP box at home with very nice products in it as well, uh, connected to the event, but also that can be used for a long time after uh, a very lovely product. So, so yeah, that was this different. And then we had a, a third um, type of ticket, which is our educational track. And that's actually still ongoing. Today is the, the last day. Um, they are basically CVBs, DMCs, representation companies, other agencies who want to really learn the process behind this type of event. Uh, what they need to learn, it's not like a, a certification program, but it's really a hands-on uh, process tutorial, if you like. We've been through all this learning. We've had all these trials and errors. We've done all these demos before starting this event, and then we've gone through the entire process of creating it so now we're sharing that knowledge and we're making it a little bit easier for other people to do the same and kind of avoid uh, the unnecessary (laughs) detours right so that's been very nice and destinations are reacting to this that it's really helpful and that they want to start their own thing and in the same time it's also been eye-opening to many uh, in terms of understanding how uh, what kind of a process it really is. It's yeah. so much bigger than everybody imagines. Like yeah. the project management for a virtual event is completely different than what it is for a, for an in-person event. Agreed. And then it's so detailed. It's not just deciding on an event platform and pressing a couple of buttons. You know, you have a lot of things involved there from content strategy to engagement to analytics to, you know, event tech, all of these things we discussed in our educational track. Which is great, isn't it? Because I'm sure there was plenty of people out there that probably saw what you were doing at the beginning and thought, actually, how can you de- how can you market a destination virtually? People need to touch and feel it and actually experience it. So there was probably a lot of people out there thinking this is not going to work. So I love the fact that now lots of people are coming on board and really want that training and education. That's a, that's a completely separate arm for you to look at, isn't it? And support. Absolutely, like, yeah. yeah. And the educational track is staying there. So we're going to build on that one. We're going to continue uh, offering consultancy in, uh, in destination marketing and virtual strategies. And virtual strategy. And that's the other thing as well. And you touched on it. And it is, it is so detailed. I've literally just done a three-day virtual event um, this week. And the amount of detail that it takes and to, to deliver a virtual event is completely different to a, to a live experience, isn't it? It is all about the step-by-step detail and who's doing what when. And it is a, it's not a different skill, but you have to have your eye on it constantly, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. It's really in-depth and and getting that message out there and building the understanding for people who are actually our buyers is really important. We're not talking about a Zoom chat anymore, right? We're talking about (laughs) bigger scale things. Yeah. And coming on to the immersive experience then. So like we've talked about, fan trips have been the usual way to market a destination in terms of getting people there to touch and feel it. 
do you feel that the impact of your virtual event was just as as measurable and, and the impact was just as great so people now really understand Norway and what you can experience if we are allowed to go there one day it was much bigger to be honest yeah. because you were able to attract a wider audience and more people at once yes. um when we do fam trips regularly you have groups of 12 to maximum 20 people perhaps coming yes. to the destination right and then there's perhaps um well let's be honest three four of them that materialize any business yes. uh, in the, uh, the the first few years um so that is kind of the response you get now we've reached out to so many more event professionals at the same time and we were able to show so many different aspects of this one destination in particular here Stavanger, but we do that for all other destinations as well yeah. we 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 showcase so many different options and angles and and opportunities and in the same time show them um the distances uh the the accessibility uh, give a sense of orientation etc so we've received a lot of feedback and uh, great emails saying that oh my god i did not know about this destination this is going to be the first one to consider when we start again send us more information on this and this and that i have just the right kind of mind you know people are extremely proactive after having had this virtual experience because also they are so positively surprised that they were able to actually learn as if they were there you know like yes. many people thought this you know a presentation can never replace being on site and seeing things with your own eyes but this was created in such a way that it's almost your own eyes looking around and discovering everything on your own right yes. so so it's it's have a very very big uh, impact and i'm looking forward to to design start designing uh, actual in person events for people based on this uh, digital trip you're absolutely right. I didn't consider the fact that actually you can have so many more people experience this than a fam trip, can't you? You know, and that wider net globally um, is it's just a bigger solution. And I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Even even if you if you think of, of uh, comparing it to attending a fair, if you are an exhibitor at a fair as a destination or a DMC, you have you meet a maximum of 30 people. Yes. And you invest a lot of money to be there and to meet those people. Now, the same can be done in this way and attracting, I don't know, 10 times the audience, perhaps in one go, right? So, so it's definitely worth considering. Um, I'm not the person to say that we should go, that we should stop going to fairs or stop inviting people to the yes. destination, that would still be a part of, of our business always, of course. But there are alternative solutions and you can have a balance and do both. You can, and that was coming on to my next question, actually, around <laughs> hybrid, the hybrid model. Do you see this be all a virtual experience always going forward? Do you see it always as part of the destination marketing plan and your strategy going forward? Even when we are all, are all allowed to meet live again as such, we always have that virtual experience, do you think? Right now, I believe so, yes. Yeah. I think that uh, not only in terms of marketing, but in terms of the, the events um, clients will actually request there will probably be more of a balance, not only in person, but there will, will be a, a whole bunch of, uh, of uh, projects that turn virtually because companies have now realized that they can have results with virtual events. Uh, and then the, the middle way, which is most likely going to be the biggest chunk, I think, in the first two years, uh, once we start moving again, will be the hybrid events, right? 
and and uh, it's therefore in my opinion very important to have that virtual knowledge uh, before you head into that kind of a, a segment because it, it's it's even more complicated to design hybrid events you need to have both your your on-site management and your your virtual one so it's almost like working with two teams and doing two events at the same time but synchronizing them and bringing everything together and with the digital trip we originally wanted it to be hybrid and have a, a live audience on site of partners in uh, some of our venues yes but unfortunately we had to cancel that uh like shortly before we had our live days because of new uh enforced restrictions so so yeah. it wasn't possible but it's definitely also uh, in the cards for for, for uh, the next projects and if we think about the future as well and we think about um if if for me as an events planner if i want to bring business to norway i could do a virtual experience rather than flying my team over to come and experience it as a site visit you can provide that virtual experience and show me exactly how i can build my event or my trip or you know and it would just it would be great on the, uh, for sustainability it'll be great on the economy and businesses will love that solution i think so you've definitely got something there that you can take forward for the future yeah awesome and and you know what uh, you remember probably it's kind of hard to remember now but when we're all producing uh, in-person events we tend to get super super busy yeah. and we're always uh, under constant time pressure and we can't travel as much and go and discover all of those destinations all the time you have yeah. to be selective so so they they can be a lot of time saving there as well right so you you get all the information needed and you have a really good understanding of it rather than just from presentations and and, um, and videos etc uh, before you can sell it to your client and in the same time the digital trip is also a virtual incentive product so that in itself can be sold so you as an event planner or agency or whatever can sell the entire two-day experience to an end client as a virtual incentive so it can be tailored to you it can be rebranded um, you know if you have a, a microsoft inviting their employees we can have a a micro, micro, the Microsoft trip, you know, anything is tailored. You can have, you can include streams of, of your own management sitting wherever they are uh, and, and joining on the field crews or whatever and having those types of mingling and networking uh, situations with perhaps different departments of employees or suppliers or clients or whatever it may be. So that's also a huge opportunity here for those event planners who attended to actually be able to sell that to their clients and have a new revenue stream uh, in that sense as well um, it works also incredibly well as a virtual uh, a teaser towards in-person events because yes. now we have some project where we've had to for example well postpone many times and we were close to cancelling still because companies are getting bored with postponing and they're like okay we don't really know it's not going to happen yeah. is it and then they just give up on the on the idea so we've suggested to some of them to switch their in-person event to the digital trip virtual one and uh, and they absolutely loved it and it can be used as a teaser towards uh, perhaps reconsidering actually going to the destination the year after but your employees have been waiting for so long and they haven't had any incentives and they're all kind of uh, not very motivated anymore sitting in their home offices you know yeah, exactly. the walks get a little longer and then, yeah. <laughs> you know 
so that. it's a great solution actually and i love the fact that you touched on it earlier for your vips you sent them a tangible gift or a package or that they could then immerse themselves in along with the, the digital side of it and i think that's a really nice touch for an incentive like you talked about a business could then send a, a box out to their employees and they can really immerse themselves in the whole experience then can't they absolutely love it absolutely oh i love this so i want to I, before, um i want to come on to your your setup of the digital trip around your digital journey and the the pre-event buzz that you created it was wonderful to see it really was you had lots of teasers and vi um, video teasers and lots of social media posts all around that and you built that event strategy campaign superbly Talk me through that, because obviously at the moment, a lot of events planners, a lot of events professionals and a lot of people in general are getting bored of online. But you, you really captured everyone's attention and made people want to take part in this digital trip. How did you do that? Um, thanks. First of all, I'm happy you enjoyed it. Um, basically, we were discussing all of these things in detail also in our educational track. But one of the most important things that people uh, tend to forget now in these early stages of, of, of launching virtual events is that you need your lead up time and you yeah. need really two months minimum prior to your event to start being out there with uh, your content. And that's not only social media, but that's email campaigning, newsletters, you know, uh, doing interviews and chats and, and being visible and talking about the event and then the, the, the social media campaign. Yeah. So, so we had different people working on different things uh, on social media. We decided on a couple of channels. We had uh, Sabrina Myers from Hospitality Exchange who took over, um, launched uh, your digital trip account on Instagram. And she was uh, a huge help in terms of the, the branding of those things. So, so we kind of brainstormed. We had that initial phase of building anticipation with little yeah. information. And yeah. then after that, we had a content uh, phase where we kept uh, sending out uh, facts, uh, knowledge about the destination. Uh, then Sabrina also did uh, Sabrina's School of Stavanger, which had uh, a different topic every week. Uh, so there were all kinds of different elements in our social media campaigns and our email campaigns yes. that we talked about and that were, yeah, built excitement and got people uh, wanting to learn more about what's going to happen because we really built it up gradually. There was in the in the very first uh, uh, phase, I don't know if you've uh, seen that, it was just literally black and white tiles yes. on Instagram, like boarding soon or or uh, whatever, uh, no uh, pack light or a simple uh, little quotes and nobody knew what was going on. And we started getting all of these messages. What is this about? What's the event? Where can we register? Where can we find information? And that was intentionally done so uh, to build anticipation. So, so we've, it's been going on for many, many weeks and uh, it is important even more than with in-person events that you market your event extremely well and that you build your content specifically for the events. Don't use your existing uh, footage and films and produced uh, showcases, but, but do actual um, material that is on point, that, is, uh, that fits the day really, or the week, you know, yeah. and encourage people to join the community and to get excited about your events. 
and that's it and that's what I loved about it you started quite small and you literally built and gradually built and your content got bigger and bigger and then like you talked about Sabrina was doing the live pieces with yourself and and it just got to the point where you were like I really need to take part in this because you <laughs> felt like if you didn't take part in it you were missing out and, and I think yeah and I think if anybody needs help with that to go back and look over what you did would, would just support people because it was just like it was a big tick wasn't it by the by the end as an events professional if you weren't taking part you did feel like crikey I'm going to miss out on something big here so yeah, yeah. exactly and we still have a lot of people reaching out and saying oh my god I missed it I'm so sad yeah. so, so there was this this real uh, sense of FOMO and we we actually also ended our in, uh, entire event with a, a big party at a venue called FOMO oh. so, so it, that again was was linked to the FOMO of the event and uh, and it's still available on demand to to experience the entire thing so there's a lot of people who are happy about that and who have been logging on now in the last days brilliant so talk to me about the digital trip point two are you doing it again is it have you got another one planned is it, is it coming again <laughs> <laughs> i can't say really exactly yet yeah. uh, there's a lot of <laughs> things in the air and we're going to have to prioritize and decide on which projects we're going to do uh with yeah. which partners uh destinations or groups or whatever i can't really name anybody at this yeah. point but there's yeah. a lot of uh, talks going on right now and there's definitely going to be uh, another event but Excellent. what it will be still has to be a surprise for now of course yeah and we like that tease don't you worry we'll, we'll <laughs> watch out for it and let's talk about norway because you know you, you've done a great job of of um promoting Norway it's, it looks an amazing country and I was we talked about the fact I was due to come there on Iona last year and hopefully later this year we will do um, the cruise ship talk to me about what, what why should we all visit it looks beautiful oh it's absolutely wonderful here it's it's um, definitely one of the destinations to consider first when you uh, travel again because yeah. It's a sustainable destination. I mean, always been doing really great in terms of handling the pandemic as well. The numbers are very, very low compared to most other countries. And there's a lot of space, like Norwegians already have this natural uh, uh, habit of, of uh, having a lot of space. Yes. And we call it social distancing by nature, right? So, so so they don't like to be in big crowds and, and tight spaces and, and there's a lot of space for uh, welcoming other people as well. So that's one thing. A lot of the outdoors activities, obviously, who are now even more popular, we can see that the requests that are slowly coming in are about that. A lot of outdoors, more active, uh, yeah. more adrenaline, more adventure-based, uh, more well-being, more mindfulness, everything a little bit more connected to nature. Uh, but then also the innovation part, like connecting with the local uh, business community, having those business exchange elements, um, and also the fact that it's accessible easily, you know, that you can have sustainable events in destinations. Uh, there's so many reasons why you should choose Norway, and Norway has so many different cities and regions to choose from. So what we like to do is we, we, we like to match the, the, the client, the corporate identity, the values, um, the goals of the event to, to places rather than try and sell a place to begin with. Of course. Uh, so there's a lot of options all through, throughout the year. 
the key bucket list items that always come back are of course the fjords yeah. and the northern lights in the winter time in arctic norway uh, so depending on the type of project whether it's intensive or a brand activation or or a conference we always find the, the right place and um, the right experience or design and create uh, the right immersive experience to to match um, the client and their and their goals it's really endless it's such a beautiful country like yeah. that in itself ha- is a huge added bonus like you land and you look around you and you just feel like wow this is just amazing you get that instant feeling of relaxation and inspiration as we like to call it there's there's people who literally cry when they see the fjords for the first time you know it's i had one client once explaining it like that like you have to stay it's so beautiful it makes you cry we believed you it was gonna be nice but you know this is just amazing so that's of course the the type of emotions that we wish everybody can have um and if you know if you could just pick out one place that people must visit when they go to Norway or one thing that people should <laughs> see what would it be where do you, where's your go-to place well that's very hard now you're putting me on the spot <laughs> oh, yeah. and I have a lot of our friends in all over Norway oh, yes. this, this probably but <laughs> I'm gonna have to say Stavanger right now since the digital trip was in Stavanger yeah. and Uh, it's really also my core belief that Stavanger is an all-in-one destination. So you have both direct access to the fjords. It is uh, not your typical leisure destination. It is a a place that has that instant sense of exclusivity. You have everything to yourself. It's possible to privatize places. It's possible to have an entirely sustainable event. The distances are short everywhere. Uh, You have fabulous nature, but also extremely interesting uh, lifestyle culture history it's the the kind of the birthplace of norway with the viking history and you have all of these innovative startups so there's so much that you can do in that destination so if you had to pick one i'd say go to stavanger and experience a bit of everything the really the authentic charm but also the the modern innovative vibe of uh, of what norway is all about really and you tease us with Stavanger actually and your um, events prof walks you we get to see lots mm-hmm. of videos and things and it does look absolutely gorgeous <laughs> Heidi this has been wonderful now you, you know you're so prolific on social media and you've got lots of things and lots of content for people to um to reach out to you and talk about how can people get in touch with you where can they find you what's your socials and things well, I am at the MySchool on most channels, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well. My name, Heidi Legain on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, Heidi at the MySchool.com if you want to send an email. But, uh, but uh, at the MySchool is easiest to find, I think, on any social channels. So do get in touch and connect. Absolutely. And um, I can I can vouch for your content being worthwhile because it is great (laughs) and it's lovely to follow. So, Heidi, thank you so much and good luck with the future. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great day. Uh, Do you know what? That was one of my favourite interviews I think I have ever done. Heidi is so smiley and I know you guys couldn't see her on screen, but I tell you what, she was smiling throughout and you can tell that she absolutely loved what she does. And thank you, Heidi. You really have set the bar high now and we're really going to have to up our game in virtual and hybrid events to just even get close to what you delivered. So thank you so much. 
If you've got any questions for Heidi, then please do reach out to her because I know she'll be more than willing to answer them. And likewise, please get in touch with me. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I love hearing from you all. I love hearing what you think about the podcast and what you want to hear about. So just get in touch and say hi. You can obviously reach me on my website, which is Storymaker Events. You'll find all my contact details there and you can say hi there or on all the socials at Kelly Frew. But also don't forget, we have now got the social platforms for the Events for Breakfast podcast. So please do follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. We are there to say hi and sharing lots of content for you. And also don't forget, subscribe on your podcast provider. And there's a little ratings option there as well. You can rate us up to five and you can leave us some feedback so please do that too until next time i will see you all soon take care of yourselves bye for now